the XFL gambling podcast week 10 reaction show on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by shady rays. Yes. Shady rays is uh, having the best deal of the new year. Uh, go to shadyrays.com. Use the code uh, SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by SGPN's NFL Draft Week. Yes, all week long, SGPN has you covered with draft pop, or I'm sorry, draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL Draft Watch Party. So make sure to uh, smash that subscribe button at YouTube.com/slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. to the XFL gambling podcast week 10 reaction show. We made it through 10 weeks of extreme football. And now we have the playoffs. If you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. I'm dying in this fucking country ass fucked up town. Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pilot. Let's get the fuck out of this country, mother. (laughs) Ten weeks down just like that. And June Jones and Danooch. Balls flying everywhere in Seattle today. What a what a weekend of extreme football as we load up for the playoffs. I am joined by my co-host, the host of the Bottom Line Bombs podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to that because I mean, come on, people. It is a fantastic. They call him the man in the box. All right. And uh Look, I don't know if he were, were you out of town this weekend too? I was, I was in, uh, this is Colorado staying at the Stanley hotel, the inspiration for the shining where Stephen King wrote the shining and they show the exterior and then there's creepy hallways and go. So I got a lot of, uh, a lot of demons inside of me that I brought back that, uh, came in my luggage. Oh, I like it, buddy. I like it. Got it. I, I, I'm curious to see if you had any horror stories, but give it up for CJ Sullivan. Uh, I can't find your sound drop, but how you doing, brother? Good, buddy. Like I said, the Danuch almost did it. I mean, he did do Danuch things today. He was doing the party, and just when everyone was celebrating the party, he tried to ruin it, throwing, doing it. Everybody eats, still interception end zones. But luckily, none of it matters because no one is still even sure what the tiebreaker rules were. Uh, so dude, he said, I "Why? Mean, how hilarious was that?" Throw. I mean, amazing. ESPN was even showing the wrong, the wrong playoff scenarios, essentially yeah. like it, the lo- the wrong tiebreakers. Absolutely fucking hilarious. We are joined by third man in the booth, the host of the old fashioned football podcast, which you should be subscribed to and the NFL gambling podcast. Give it up for liquid lunch, AKA J Mark. How you doing brother? Yeah, I think 
I think ESPN was showing the wrong thing because the XFL changed it last minute, right? They're like, who be. do we really want to get into the playoffs? We need to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I tell you what, though. Either way, I want a, a St. Louis watch party, even for the playoffs. I want McCarron at that BW three there or whatever, and, and Coach Tony Meatball <laughs> with the kids. You know, with the AJ McCarron's kids can watch him not be in the playoffs again. It's, it's great. I just want to. I that viewing party should be every week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fucking hilarious. I see the wings on the table, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> well, so so let's let's go through it. Let's go through it, folks. I guess first we should announce the the playoffs, and then we'll go yeah. through each game. But we have Saturday the Arlington Renegades taking on the Houston Roughnecks, which we just saw earlier today. It was a uh, Caleb Ellaby was playing, but we'll get to that in a second. And then on Sunday we got the Seattle Seahorses at the DC Defenders. And uh, so that's t- two games. I like how they split them up two different days. I could watch both. And then remember the X, the extreme, the extreme cup is on uh Saturday, May 13th. So for some reason they give the, the teams an extra week off, um, but that's the playoffs. Are you surprised at any, uh, any of those outcomes guys? I mean, it could have went, it could have went either way. I thought, you know, especially with this, I, just when we thought Arlington was uh, playing, I mean, who knows what Arlington just threw out there? But uh, Jack Cohn, tell you what, kind of sad. Our fifty to one shot didn't get in there with Jack. Co- <laughs> Jack Cohn is hot as much as we hate him. Like the, the, the they should have beat DC playing their full starters. I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, and uh, they didn't though. They find they ways to lose the games. They did. Um, as as the defenders just come down. I I thought when when San Antonio scored, I thought it was just going to be a crushing drive all the way back. Not the case, and then obviously they missed the field goal uh, to to win the game. But uh, let's start off with the first game here on the slate: uh, Battle Hawks fifty three. The first the first fifty <sighs> burger put up by a team. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, I mean, why wasn't Quentin Dormady starting this game, guys? <laughs> well, they wanted to see what Francois has. Like <laughs> they didn't, they don't know what he has. You've seen it, Buckley. Yeah. You only beat the you you are responsible for the only loss on the DC defender schedule. Mm. This league doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, why one one team only wins one game the whole season against the best team? I mean, I guess it's probably it, happened in NFL history too, but um it's still I don't understand why you wouldn't be starting Dormandy. I was perplexed was, at that. Yeah. And it was comical. As soon as soon as they put Dormandy in there, he throws a 50-yard touchdown on the very first play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we could have been doing that, sure, but uh, we still <laughs> got to see what Francois has. Yeah, Francois has two interceptions. That's what he, ha- that's what he has in the first half. Now, yeah. the, the Battlehawks did put up 493 yards of offense. So, oh my god, that, unbelievable! That might be the no. I think there was. I think there was uh, over 500 once or twice. But uh, so they're still, number one in your offensive power rankings this week. Uh, right? Probably the best. Yeah, uh, well, they want. It's only <laughs> fitting that they, they. If you put up that many yards of offense, you should not be in the the, the extreme playoffs. <laughs> so only fitting that they are not. But uh, J Mark, what'd you make of this game? Yeah, it it was interesting. The Battlehawks obviously they showed up knowing they have to score a lot, and they did that. Uh, it's as a somebody who's been on the battle Hawks since the beginning. It's unfortunate that they're out, but um, they played good football. Can't fault them for that. Orlando's defense, obviously not that great, but to put up the points they did, the big plays they made, they were very motivated to uh, show up. 
Did the XFL? More, yeah, I was just gonna say, isn't it more painful to just watch it? They're like, why aren't you doing this every week? Why don't you have this attitude right, every yeah. week yeah. that hey, we got to put up a lot of points to do it to be motivated? Oh, we are motivated this week. Great. Well, uh, <laughs> did the XFL you know. get it right by getting the the best four teams in the playoffs? No, of course. Did not. you say did Saint, they get it right? Yeah, I mean, no. St. Louis, St. Louis would be in the playoffs if yeah, they, they're if better they than Houston and teams. Arlington, right? Right, St. Louis is better than all of them on See, the other that, side. That kind of sucks yeah. the way that that's uh, for yeah, for one. sure. I mean, look, I, I, who knows? They, they might have been able to win an extreme cup. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I oh yeah, no, no one wants to play the Battle Hawks right now. I know Seattle fucked them up in the dome, and and same with Arlington or and same with DC. But I mean, uh. I don't know when you put, you put up the first 50 spot in extreme football, it's crazy. They're not in the playoffs. Uh, so I don't know if you're, if you're a, if you're a fan of the battle Hawks, are you pissed off? I think so. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's jump over to the next game because that game was, was just, uh, was just hilarious in a way. Cause I'm sitting there thinking they're going to get in, but I wasn't sure the tiebreaker even, even though you had sent me that stuff, J Mark. I feel like they changed it. When did they change it? They changed the tie, like those rules. I kept every time I would refresh Twitter, I'm seeing a different scenario where they would score different points. And I'm like, wait, is this yeah. the one we discussed on the show or is this different? <laughs> well, I, I say you guys the one on Wednesday and right. I swear when I checked it, I think Friday, it was different on XFL's website. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they got a better graph, but they, they were. Ch- it felt like they were changing it mid game today with the Seattle <laughs> game. Like, I mean, seriously, they'd say the scenario. Okay, Seattle gets thirty four, then they're in. All right, they don't need to do it, but they just got to keep Vegas from scoring. Then, then Vegas scores. All right, they're in. What? Yeah, <laughs> well, it made no sense. What's, what's going on? Yeah, I was I was perplexed the whole fucking weekend. Uh, they even before- kept saying like, you know, thirty four is that magic number. They're trying to get there. Well, they didn't yeah. get there and they're still in. I don't, I don't, I don't said, get it. And I get it. I did get it. Like, okay. If they shut them out or whatever they said, then it, that was the first rule. If they shut them yeah. out, then nothing to worry about. Then they got a field goal. Okay. And it's got to keep them from scoring within like, you know, just don't have them score again. Then they score again. All right. We're, we'll crunch numbers. We'll get back to you. <laughs> then, they get, <laughs> then, then they announced it like in the stands, like after the game. All right. And the fans are just told that, yep, that, that was good. They won during the playoffs. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, this, this all seems legit. All right. Yeah, yeah. Want well, to be wrong, and tomorrow they announce. Sorry, we actually meant the Battle Hawks were in. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little, little Yahoo stat correction, like oh, in fantasy. They come back. Exactly. That's like that's like the old college football championships with the polls. It's like us. Seven teams are eleven and one at the end of the season, but we only have one national champion. Um, uh, look, before we get to the next game, I want to tell you that, uh, we're brought to you by shady rays. Yes. Our friends at shady rays. Have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much, much more. Uh, shady rays is an independent sunglass company that offers truly a world-class product. That's just as good as any expensive pair of sunglasses you've ever worn in your life. They got durable frames. They got extremely clear optics for all those outdoor adventures. Now that the, uh, the, uh, the, the XFL season's winding down. You're planning your summer. All right. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most, the absolute most insane protection in all of eyewear. Look, every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So let's say you were at the Battle Dome Saturday and you had a few, few too many Molsons, started talking some trash to, uh, you know, some Orlando Thunder f- or <laughs> Orlando Guardian fans. Orlando Thunder was a. Uh, 
It was old. It was old world league. Um, and out of nowhere, you know, some guy happens to punch you in the face while you have your sunglasses <laughs> on in the battle dome. All right. And uh, your shady rays are broken. Well, look, you just go right back to shady rays. Say, look, my, my glasses are broken. They're not, they're not even going to ask. What'd you do? Did you start the fight? No, they're just going to say, boom, here's your next pair of shady rays. All right. Wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And look, uh, I mean, with shady rays, you not only can look good, but you can feel good because they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding America, getting it done. All right. So right now, exclusively for our listeners, shady rays is giving out the best deal of the new year. Go to shadyrays.com, Use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades that are rated five stars by over 200,000 people. So do that. And, and let it ride, baby. All right. We are back on the XFL gambling podcast. Um, guys, game two, DC 29, San Antonio 28. There was drama came down to a missed kick. That, didn't this kick, this kicker was money all year, but he was our best player all year. Yeah. John Parker, uh, Roma, whatever. He was great. But He's when the only I- Literally, like I said, like he would. Like when they say, "Oh, they wouldn't be there if it wasn't for him all year." Like that actually is true about San Antonio. <laughs> the, the kicker was literally the only player they had all year, so it's kind of it's kind of fitting that he, you know, he missed it for the season to get in the playoffs. True, and I was shocked because DC did outgain them. So St. Louis, St. Louis outgained Orlando one. DC outgained San Antonio and one. And uh, you know, suddenly we're starting to see the yardage play a role. But it's almost amazing because get this. DC averaged 8.5 yards per play. Mm. Uh, Jack Cohn and the Brahmas averaged 4.9. How the hell was this game even close? Um, regardless, the defenders just seemed so dominant. The, the, remember, uh, San Antonio took the lead with like, I don't know, three, four minutes left, something like that. And you're thinking, oh man, can they do this? No. DC flexed right after that, went right down the field, scored on them, and then, uh, you know, ended up hanging on to win the game. What what'd you make of this one, CJ? First of all, shout out to a Puka Williams sighting in that game as he oh, yeah. almost brought a kickoff to the house. Brought it all the way back to the five. I didn't even know he's back on DC because who knows where these <laughs> transactions happen under the news. They, they love keep they love keeping the news under wraps just like they do these playoff tiebreaker systems. But uh it was amazing. Like I said, Santoni was coming in, they coming in on Jack Cone. Played pretty well down the stretch the last couple of games, and uh, he looked good. Their defense is opportunistic. They had a big uh, interception score before halftime to get them back in it, and like that's where the yardage discrepancy kind of happened. But I, it was just, it's just amazing. I mean, I get it that uh, that's the way DC runs, but like to play all their starters all the way through, I just don't understand. I mean, the only thing I do understand the answer to that is Reggie Barlow. He just yeah. he's just he's just a madman. He goes, so for he it. just all plays right. them all the way through, and you know, and they keep winning. But like, I don't know. I wouldn't have, I would not have played the starters all the way through. Yeah. I probably would have sat them too, but you know, I don't know. J Mark, what'd you make of that game? It's interesting to me. This is, um, let's see the, uh, if you, sorry, I'm blanking here. It's interesting that the, the running game was not the forte this week. Right. And I think it just, as much as I have wanted to be against this DC team, because my Tamu um, feelings and everything from how he treated me last year in fantasy for the USFL 
it, it just goes to show, I think this is the most well-rounded team, right? They can beat you with the run. They can beat you with the pass. They can beat you just with a good defense. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make them very difficult for any team to get past them in the playoffs or the uh, championship. And, and if you watch the USFL this weekend where Todd Haley put a nice scorching two points up on the board, I think it might have been it might have been more about Todd Haley than it was Jordan Tamo. Um, but yeah, DC just looks so fucking good, man. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Seattle can pull the upset in DC. Remember they were at the 1 yard line week 1 and Danuch fumbled as they were about to get the dub in in oh. the, the lemon party. Um so <laughs> Hassler remi- Hassel yeah. reminded uh, Stormy in the post game conference today, press uh, interview, like playing DC. He reminded me, oh, hey, we fumbled on the one, you know, and we went for two the last time. So he also didn't know <laughs> half the rules in during the game, but, you know. And, and Nick Fortune <laughs> says, stop hating on the DC defenders. That's yes. right. <laughs> Can't help it. Yeah. Can't help it sometimes, but both my, well, they're for- good. If you're if you're like me, now I understand that me and CJ probably had we futures on five teams in the league at one point, <laughs> but uh, I have a future on three of the four playoff teams, so I'm dancing nice. over here. You know, I, I yeah, I only had DC in uh, Seattle, but I feel like that's a free roll because I think whoever wins that just winning the championship anyway. Yeah, Inter- interesting enough, I I can't help myself in placing bets when odds are changing throughout the season, so I do have bets on all four teams in. The only one that doesn't profit me is if Houston wins. The other ones, they'll all profit based on wow. what I've bet on futures, but um, just because of when I've grabbed them. You, you grab some. But, you, got, you grab some week two Houston lines, ooh, huh? Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Look, before we get to the next game, I want to tell you folks that the XFL Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, the NBA and NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides the daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've they've also got uh, NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million dollars in prizes. And yes, they do have XFL stuff. So get on over there. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by the NFL draft props contest. Yes. Part of a uh, sports gambling podcasts uh, or sports gambling podcast networks uh, draft week. SGPN is holding a free NFL draft props contest exclusively for our members on our discord. Yes. Sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. It's completely free to join and the winner gets $250 in cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. All right, folks. So do that. And remember as always to let it ride. All right. We are back talking extreme football, the game today. And I got to be honest, I did not watch much of this game because I didn't need to. I felt like this game was useless. Um, I had it on, but I just wasn't really paying that close attention. Um, I saw Caleb Ellaby was in the game. I saw Jeremy Cox had a big game for the, uh, for the roughnecks feel like they haven't ran the ball like that ever. So uh, there was that, but yes, the, uh, the roughnecks just beat down the renegades. Um, I don't know how much stock to put into this game, but they won 25, nine. Did we learn anything going in the next week on this CJ? No, we did. Uh, we did say. I mean, we did a couple of things that Houston was. If if we were going to pick a side, which I, why we threw, gave out Houston as uh, 
because they needed to get some momentum. I don't know if this actually entails it. It's the first time they scored, you know, 25, I guess, back to back. Uh, the highlight for me was just seeing Wade Phillips get knocked down, everyone rushing to his side. <laughs> and then when he, uh, he popped back up and when I cheered, everyone started cheering. That was, uh, you know, to see, to see parade Phillips back in action like that, that was uh, a highlight, but yeah, nothing to say from the game. I mean, these guys, they're, they're, they're not, they weren't, we knew they weren't going to show anything, especially if this game meant nothing. If San Antonio losses, which is what happened. They stay in the same hotel, the same condo, whatever. They're playing each other next week. I mean, it's just like, you know, yeah, so you, yeah. you weren't going to be able to see anything. So I don't know if Houston gets an edge. I, I would like to have seen a little more from Arlington. That goal line stand wasn't pretty bad when they kicked the field goal from the fourth. I mean, it was just, I mean, Cole it, McDonald you know. was 10 of 11 for 120 and an interception, yep. but about 11 yards of completion. So stretching the ball down the field. some. but once again, I don't know if they kept it very vanilla. I don't, I just don't know how much to put into this. Uh, did so, you hear the announcement? Did you hear the announcer do the Cole McDonald EIEIO thing, by uh, the way? Yeah, wait, he's stealing uh, your bit, man. He's stealing I'm not your saying, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the listenership and all, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, whoever that announcer <laughs> so was lost who, a little credit out there. I was about to say, whoever that announcer was, go ahead and use it, but uh, just give us five star <laughs> review on iTunes. All right. Yeah, that's all we have. Review. Or one star. Oh, yeah. we, get, we get a lot of one stars too. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, uh, J Mark, did you, did you did, did anything in this game sway you to say, man, Houston's gonna just destroy them next week, or are you putting any stock into the outcome? Well, let me be one hundred percent honest. I was outside in forty seven degree weather watching a college baseball game, which really felt like football yes. weather sitting there in the uh, bleachers shivering with the cold wind, but it's Iowa, so what do you do? Um, so I didn't get <laughs> a lot of eyes on this. I watched some highlights. And I looked at the stats and I would say, no, I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think Arlington or Houston really put a, put all their cards out on the field. Right. I mean, yeah. they didn't give it their all. It was a nothing game. They all knew it. Um, like CJ said, we said Houston needed a win. They needed some momentum to go. That's why we like them. But I think, I think it's, you know, each team is O and O next week and it's going to be a completely different ball game. And surprisingly, Houston won the yardage too. So teams that won the yardage actually went three and zero, and I believe four and zero because we'll get to the next game because I don't feel like there's a lot to talk about in the Houston Arlington game. I really no, don't. not at all. The Wade um, Phillips highlights all you need to see in that game. Yeah, Seattle <laughs> twenty eight, Vegas nine. Uh, of course, I play Jalen McClendon and, and DFS and that NC State trash goes six for twenty one. <laughs> Six for <laughs> no, he's trash. I feel like trash. I can go six for 21 in the extreme football league. Um, but uh, they also got outgained by about 230 yards. Uh, I mean, Vegas's offense was flying. What, what happened here? They just lay down. Um, they kind of did. I was kind of yeah. right. What was Rod Woodson? I mean, it was Rod Woodson, I guess, but like running the ball, it seemed like they were just fine with just like, just get this thing over with. <laughs> I don't understand it much, but uh, D- I mean, Seattle, actually, this was kind of like close in the first half, I feel like, but then yeah. they opened that thing up, uh, you know, in the third kind of uh, what it was, uh, Jacor Pearson deep ball. This game was fun to watch at that point, um, but uh, 28 to six, or I'm sorry, 28 to nine. All right. And who knows? I guess that's good enough to get in. I mean, I, th- that's what was making it exciting for me. I thought to watch again, like, will they get to this magic number? Yeah, Can they right. keep Vegas from scoring? Like that was something to root for, you well, know. If you remember, and then they're like, "Well, none of it mattered. We were just making it up." <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you remember when we did our show, I think the magic number was 19, wasn't it? They had to beat them by 19 
which they did. What was it? Exactly 19, yeah. right? Um, I don't remember what it was. Something knows. like that. But yeah, but then St. Louis's 54 have like changed it or anything. But the play, oh, that's, that, I mean, that, that didn't change anything. St. Louis scoring 54 point differential. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what it was when we talked about it. St. Louis had to beat Orlando by 19 more points oh. than Seattle beat Vegas by. Okay. All right. That's what, what it was. What did, what did uh, St. Louis win by? Um, 20? I'm going to have to pull it back 50, up here. 52 to 30 or something, right? 52, 28. They missed a field goal at the buzzer. I know they missed a field goal at the buzzer. I know that. Fifty-three to twenty-eight, so twenty-five points. And then the post-game handshake—it was Coach Tony Meatball having to tell Terrell Buckley what the rules were. Like, you know, I wasn't trying to (laughs) run it up, right? (laughs) Buckley's like, "Yeah, I don't. We 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 stopped caring weeks ago. We don't. We don't don't even have eleven on the field. All right. Um, I mean, all right. Well, I mean, let's power rank this. Um, We got to talk real quick though about this. the Seattle game before we move on that, that play though was kind of great. The, uh, when Vegas did score the touchdown, when they fumbled it through the end zone, it was oh, like yeah. the, uh, yeah. Leon let Don Beebe type play, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, I knew the I knew the rule that they changed that rule that it, that it wasn't going to be a touchback, you know. Yeah. But yeah. but you could tell nobody else of the players or coaches knew, <laughs> you know. They're all going to touchback, you know, touchback. And I and I obviously we, uh, it's a good rule change. It shouldn't be a touchback. Unless my stipulation is in that scenario, if you're hot dogging it, Don yeah. Style, you know, Leon Let's style, then it should be an automatic touchback and maybe even points to the other team. See, and see. I'm trying to explain it to Jim Haslam, like there's no way Jim Haslam was gonna learn this explanation that there was a different rule. He wanted to cl- he wanted a penalty because a punt went out of bounds. He's like, Why I saw that. Like, what? The ref's like, what? That's never been a rule. I don't care what league you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, the nooch threw for three thirty nine. And look, I, I'll be honest, man. I'm one of these ones, maybe on the other side. I know. I feel like everyone I talk to loves the, uh, that rule if it goes out of bounds, but I actually like the, I see both sides of it. And this is one I'm not extremely passionate about, but mm-hmm. I do like the fact that you got to take better con- con- care of the ball right around the goal line. There's something to that that is appealing to me, Okay, but, but fair. I mean, I feel like most people I'm definitely in the minority on that one. I feel like, but uh, I mean, Ben Danuch, 41 yards, 10, 10 uh, on the ground, 10.3 yards of rush. Those for three thirty nine. course gives two interceptions there for fun. Critical and, uh, ones too. Yeah. Like for the 34 point, like the, the, the score to 34. All you do is the six and 34 from the two yard line. And then you just got to take a knee pretty much with two minutes to go. And he throws a gives him a ball back and Vegas scores immediately. It was like, what did the nukes just can't ha- help, but be the nukes. Everybody. Well, that made it for high drama. If we had known the true playoff scenario, because right. I was like, wait, I was like, if he's giving them the ball back, is it in doubt? And it seemed like the announcers were just as confused as we were. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh, it was, it was fun. Uh, is Seattle going to win it all? J Mark. Um, I don't. I just. I can't see him beating that DC team when Danuch turns the ball over to no matter who he's playing. Um, I think DC's got the the weapons to capitalize on that. The coaching to capitalize on that. Hard and to beat a team three times in a season. It is. Yeah. I think DC is better than when they play them. Like the yeah. like DC just keeps improving. It seems like. Yeah. And also, did they really hate? And they uh, uh, June Jones doing a personal attack for anyone taking Philip Lindsay for their DFS. Yeah. He's giving he's giving the tight tight end runs yeah, for like, the, like forty yards. Right? Carries today. What the hell are they right. doing? 
very fair. My DFS lineup was ass this week. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I CJ, do you think uh, you think Seattle uh, live dog in DC when that? Oh, uh, live I mean, drops? of course, of course, they're a live dog. I mean, they're 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 a great team, and they're there's they're the second best team. DC is number one, Seattle's number two, and like I said, it's the third time they're playing, and both games came down to, uh, you know, the two point conversion was was the last game that was in Seattle, and we all remember the. the, the that was the birth, the first game of the season, the birth of the everybody eats Danuch of uh, taking the knee and they made a run option, and <laughs> which yeah. I don't blame Danuch on that. What do you what do you making Danuch run option for? What do you what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not. I mean, he is a little more agile than I remember him being on Dallas, but um, yeah. But I will say this about DC: they very easily should have, could have, would have, could have lost to San Antonio playing their starters. They lost Orlando. I mean, their defense is, and especially their secondary is uh, very susceptible and getting, getting worse as the season goes on. Yeah. So they're, uh, they're, they're vulnerable for sure. This isn't going to be a show. This will be a tough, I imagine, I don't know if the lines are out yet, but I imagine it, it's in DC. I imagine the line will be around three and a half. And we will, we will be uh, recording Wednesday at one thirty Pacific. Our, uh, our, XFL playoff preview and picks episode and DFS. So make sure you schedule that thing to tune in there, folks. Uh, YouTube.com XFL gambling podcast. Subscribe. Uh, let's talk a little power rankings here. Final power all rankings, right. guys. So I'm going all yardage based. The best team in the league is Orlando, right? Second best <laughs> team is St. Louis. No, I'm joking. Uh, um, nope. I already wrote it down. That's your, that's your six. Yeah. <laughs> DC DC is all number one. Cause even when they, even when you think they're going to lose, they don't lose. Uh, DC gets my vote. Are we all unanimous here? Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So at team two, I feel like this is an easy one. We all have Seattle, correct? Yes. Yep. Team three. I feel like we all have St. Louis. But CJ is the big, the big uh, X factor here because I feel like he was buying into the Vegas Vipers fan game. <laughs> right? uh, oh man! Well, I mean, now I wouldn't even mind putting Orlando around there, but uh, you, you can't trust those lunatic coaches. Though. It is, it is kind of funny if you look at the four coaches that did not make the playoffs. You know. Led by Tony Peebles of uh, Buckley, oh, Woodson, Heinz Ward, and all four Tony former Peebles. players. Right, just players who've never coached before, really, in any room and a big I'm, level. I'm putting St. Louis at number three to me. Yeah, of course, St. Louis is three. I don't mean no, no yeah. doubt about no doubt about it. At four, despite the outcome today, I'm going Arlington. Mm, yeah, I couldn't. I can't. Same. I. Arlington, Arlington just came in the same vibe. I know uh, Perez, and they they played better last couple of weeks. We were we were high on them, but that was just so gross. And just watching, I, I I actually have San Antonio as fourth team to bust it out. San Antonio, I think out of Wait, Ar- Arlington, Houston, San Antonio, <laughs> I would not want to face the Brahmas right now. I'm telling you, they should have beat DC at home. With DC their wasn't he's on the line. I, know, I know the players were, in, but how, how much you know? I, I don't know how much were they caring about that game. Um, nah, so you have wow. San Antonio four, San Antonio fourth best team in the XFL league. I love it, love it. For number five for me, I will go Houston. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Houston, J Mark. Yeah, I got Houston as well. I I don't know if they're playing to that level to deserve that, but they're one of the teams in the playoffs. So I feel like you have to <laughs> kind of put them up there, not at the bottom anymore. 
Uh, Vote of confidence from yeah. J. Mark. <laughs> Sorry to, to our listener, Coach Kobo. I'm sure he yeah, cringed. Like, I know, Come on, hey. they should be top four. Coach Kobo, you have nothing to apologize for. You guys are probably being a goddamn championship game. Yeah, probably win the whole Extreme Cup. Yeah, right. Uh, CJ, what do you? Uh, who's you're going uh, Houston at five? I went Santana four, Houston five. Correct. So at six, I'm assuming you have uh, Arlington. Yeah, I did. I did do Arlington, even though I do believe Orlando and Vegas are probably better teams. But <laughs> th- th- there's <laughs> their coaches hold them back. They're absolute fucking lunatics. Those guys. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. So Arlington, what? What they finish? Four and six in the playoffs. Um, yeah. So for me, what's San Antonio two and eight. And they're my fourth team. I think Yeah, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I, I will. I'm, I'm going to listen to you though. I'm going to put San Antonio at, uh, at number, at number six, Abs- right? At, absolutely. Uh, dude. Mark, what are you doing at six? I've got Orlando. I know it was crazy with them rolling out Francois. That's a bad coaching thing. I don't think mm-hmm. that's a reflection on this team. So I'm still keeping them up there. <laughs> I guess not up there, but they're top of the bad. <laughs> Top of the bad. That's a good. Yep. That's a. That's a good cat. That's a good segment. You sold me on. You sold me on them being number seven for me. So give me Orlando at number seven. Yeah. Uh, CJ, that's I, yeah. That's why I got Orlando seven. That's a, that's on a high upsell. Don't and, forget. And J Mark, you got or, Orlando where? I'm sorry. You got you got uh, who, number seven. You have Orlando. No, right? You're no, seven. he just had Orlando six. Orlando yeah, six yeah. and seven and eight. No, um, San Antonio <laughs> is seven. San Antonio. Okay. San Antonio beat Orlando two weeks ago. <laughs> and eight That's Vegas. Fair. <laughs> Do we all have Vegas eight? Yeah, Vegas eight for sure. That was a dis- that was a disgrace today. By Pre-season, the way, preseason. I told you they were the tenth team out of eight, didn't oh, I? Look at look them. At yeah, you. Yeah, look yeah. At everyone's you. personal vendettas come back around. Every, you know what? That's, That's what today's game was. Everyone's original feelings. Kobe with the uh, McClendon. He his original right. hate for him turned out to be correct. Yeah, now he's a, he's a trash. trash. Yeah, <laughs> it's Jay Marks and they're all their Fucking quarterbacks in Vegas. Ransacking my DFS lineup. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, let's let's talk about this for a second since we've already a- power rated everything. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about is Rod Woodson coaching the Vegas Vipers fan gang next year? Do they even have a stadium now that the Oakland A's are coming in? They need a minor league ballpark for a year or two. I think That's true. they might have to. Uh, they're they have to find the. Uh, the room at the Rio or something. No, like you know that, what the they need. <laughs> why? Why are they not playing at uh, what's it called? UNLV's old stadium. I'm drawing a blank on the name of it right now. Sam. The Stacy Altman Dome. Sam Boyd. Sam Boyd. <laughs> Sam Boyd was a COVID testing site. Maybe that's why they couldn't. But that's a fantastic thing. That's better than the Raider Stadium. They should go play there. UNLV played football there for a long time. The original XFL out. What were they? The Las Vegas Outlaws played there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Anderson, the Anderson Hunt Arena. I want predictions. <laughs> Shout out to Anderson Hunt. Yes. Um, Rod Woodson back next year. Yes or no? I mean, it's up to him. Probably that's the thing about it. as bad as he is. It's not like they're going to fire him to, to replace him with a different, better coach. He's like, I think he's out. He, He's the name, but I can see I can see him going. But he might want to he might want to come back at it. But I mean, yeah. Is Heinz Ward back next? Or no, J. J Mark, you think Red Woodson's back? Listen, this is about the intersection of talent and opportunity. They're going to keep giving him the opportunity, <laughs> right? To coach the Rock's not going to fire it, him after one yeah, season. Yeah, it's Vegas. They'll give him a marker, chase those losses, get your money back, and uh, let's see let's see if we can break even next year. Exactly. Uh, uh, Heinz Ward in San Antonio next year. I say yes. CJ. Yeah. Um, 
like I said, like these are the names that they brought in. Like these are the XFL names, like the the, the celebrity coaches, whatever, who have an opportunity. So you can, I mean, it's up to them. And I and I feel like he he liked it. Like, hey, they're my fourth rank power rank team. He did a good job as far as I'm concerned. They they were coming, they were coming on towards the end, much like the Steelers. You know, they're kind of like a vibe. So I think Heinz Ward is coming back. Trey the Wave says, How did Seattle how did Sea Dragon made the playoffs? Um Still unconfirmed. But <laughs> the scoring How system, I have no they're fucking in, idea, yeah. but they're in. They're in. I see. I it figured it out. Yeah. What's that? I, I so I figured it out. So going into this weekend, we said Battlehawks had to beat Guardians by 19 more points than Sea Dragons beat Vegas by. That didn't happen. Okay. What did the uh so what did St. Louis win by? Bat- Battlehawks won by 25. Vegas won by 19. So they only beat them by six more points than, uh, or not Vegas won. Sorry. Sea Dragons beat uh, Vegas. So none, of that, so none of that shit mattered today, yeah. basically. <laughs> like, like the last not touchdown, they did it to yeah. 34. Yeah. Vegas had to score like 28 points. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Did so, they know that? Tell them that. Why aren't they? Why aren't they going onside after they scored too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck's going on? Orlando's going for one. They've been eliminated since uh, since Thanksgiving. Well, I don't even. I mean, what's? What are They're going for one doing? the whole year. Yeah, right? going for yeah. one. I mean, come on. Uh, uh, hold on. So, so I'm curious there. Okay, so that's what happened. But I'm curious your take on Tony Meatball back in St. Louis. Nah, he's low. He's lovable. I mean, as much as I like to hate on coach Tony meatball, he did a great job. He actually did a good job. Uh, although I wish they would play like they did last game. Like when they <laughs> needing to score and we're like desperate. Oh, now next thing you know, he scored 50 points, but he's a, he's a character. He's probably the sh- breakout coach character of, uh, yeah. of the entire league this year. And I want him at a watch party the entire playoffs of another <laughs> BW three, Tony meatball with a whole table full of wings. <laughs> and like I, sad Tony meatball, like happy Tony. Meatball. Was, was, we got it all. Yeah. yeah. And I, f- I feel like the players like him a lot. I think too, so. Sure. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I think they do like, him. Sure. I think he's back next year. Trade the wave says I'm a sea dragons fan. I thought we were out. No, you were in, you were playing Sunday for a, for a ticket to the extreme cup buddy in, mm-hmm. in Washington, DC. And St. Um, Louis just drew a bad, bad draw as well, too. I mean, they should be in the play- playoffs. Uh, yeah. Know, Trey, Trey's asking, was there a fifth tiebreaker? Uh, no, I didn't know. I don't believe so. It's just the, it yeah. was just that point differential, which they never explained. J Mark just did. The league never did. <laughs> and now and I, just did. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I completely forgot until we were just talking about that 19 points. It's like, right. Okay. Now it clicked. Yeah. yeah. So, so what about let's, let's uh, get to Terrell Buckley. Is he back with the Orlando Guardians? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm gonna say no on this one as well. He's the one I say no. Yeah, yeah, like I said, but also it's also up there. But you, 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 I mean, if you're if you're objectively judging, like if if there is an ownership or whatever, whatever that process is, and you look and you you know look assesses what he did, yeah, there's absolutely no way he, he was comical. But so, so, sometimes did. it's it's their decision. Like you look at the USFL. Oh, some, it's all their decision. Yes. I believe at least, at least it comes to those guys, you know. But but we lost what Fedora, Sumlin, Kirby. No, I think the USFL actually fired Kirby Wilson. So, I will I will say yeah. this though with with Buckley. That, I mean that team went off the cliff early. Like it was bad. We're like this is going to be yeah, horrendous. Yeah, yeah. And he did even though they only got the one win. He did kind of right the ship for the team. They played well and like they beat DC. You know and like he 
he's like I say, it's it's even though in a league where they say it's you know uh, the players are very motivated every week, you know, because they want to get the the job worked their way back up. You can still lose them when it's that much of a shit show, which Orlando was. So he yeah. didn't lose them completely, and he and he, he righted the ship at least. Yeah, it sounds like you're giving him coach of the year over there, huh? I mean, I'm still, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I yeah. still have hopes. I still have hopes that our hundred to one, t- hundred fifty to one ticket's gonna hit somehow. <laughs> They're announcing tomorrow. You know what? All eight teams are playing in the playoffs. I mean, they um, put up twenty, put up twenty-eight on St. Louis. They were almost on at halftime. I thought they were going to win outright. <laughs> Folks, we'll be back Wednesday talking playoffs. Um, talking about the line movement, the totals, all that good stuff. Hmm. Um, and t- until next time, also just hop on over and make sure that you're uh, subscribed on YouTube to the XFL Gambling Podcast. Also, we are on Twitter um, at XFL Gambling Pod, I believe it is. Um, and then uh, make sure you check out all of our solo feeds here. All right, I uh, I host the USFL Gambling Podcast as well. Subscribe to that. Uh, we have room for many, many spring leagues. Let's go. Uh, TJ Sullivan, host of the Bottom Line Bombs Podcast. Uh, I know they were just talking NHL. You know the road to the Stanley Cup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, J Mark doing the old fashioned football podcast, the NFL gambling podcast, you know, talking a lot of draft stuff. Um, I know that's a, it's a big week for you there. Check out all those podcasts. I also host the college football experience. We talk college football year round there. So check out that, check out the sports gambling podcast and that draft that we got going on. I think you will dig it. Um, so also uh, if you look I know Trey would Trey's a fan of the sea dragons come in the discord and talk a little sea dragon ball with us. All right. Sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. Get the SGPN app store for free in the app store and Google play store. It has a lot of great content. J Mark writes about spring football, NFL, all this shit he, all the time. He's a, uh, <laughs> he's always like, he's like fucking, uh, he's like uh, Stephen King over there. Just writing shit every day. All right. Yes. All right. Call uh, back to my weekend at yeah. the shining hotel. And most of it is scary, but yes. there you go. he's got the eye of the dragon. Remember that one? Stephen King did you guys ever read that one? No, no. Um, <laughs> so, uh, look, I told you I, I'm, I'm an intellectual um, uh, <laughs> folks. Uh, it's been, it's been, it's been a great, I'm surprised. Were you guys surprised all 10 weeks? I mean, coming into it, I know, we were all optimistic. Were you surprised the whole season, regular season finished? Finished, like just got there. Like a moon, it's kind of like yeah. a <laughs> like a moon launch for us, you know. If we just well, get a lot down of these the- leagues <laughs> failed. You know, the AAF. What was it? I don't even know how many weeks it was. Uh, the, right, well, for think, sure. Yeah, the XFL 2.0 was what six weeks, I think. Six. Yeah, but that was COVID though, too. But I understand, and it was pretty good. Pretty good yeah. brand, I thought. Yeah. So, and, and Trey says, who's getting the uh, first pick in the XFL 2024 draft? Well, I mean, it should be Orlando based on record, but I'm sure they might find a way to give it to uh, St. Louis. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out folks. All right. Until a Wednesday folks, Wednesday, one 30 Pacific time. We will be back projecting the, the XFL playoffs first ever XFL or 3.0 playoffs. All right. Until then, this is the XFL Gambling Podcast. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. X marks the spot. X marks the spot.
across the crossroads Two straight lines crossing over in the middle That's the letter you must see To find the treasure or the clue Or the X-ray machine that's looking right inside of you X is the letter without which one could not do X marks the spot X stands for danger This is the 